So thank you for joining me today for a special episode of Choosing Happily Ever After. Um, this is another episode of our Conversations with Friends series, and I'm so excited that you're here with us today because you are in for a treat. Um, I have a very special couple that are here to share their story, and I know that their story is going to bring you hope and encouragement and joy, um, and so buckle in get ready for a good time. Um, But I am going to actually give them a moment to introduce themselves and then I'm going to share why um, they were chosen to share on this podcast. So my name is Daniela Parkinson. And I am Akio Parkinson. And we've been married for three years now. Um, Wednesday. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we just turned three years old on Wednesday, right. and I'm originally from Italy. I'm from Jamaica. Yes. So, you- so it makes sense that they're in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yes, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. How long have you guys been at the house? Oh, I've been here since 2017. I got here 2020. Yes. Yeah, 2020. So quite yeah. a few few years for me. Yeah. We've loved it. <laughs> we chose you guys for a number of reasons to share. One is just that every time I interact with you, you impress me. You know, you encounter people sometimes and you know that Jesus is like making his way. I'm trying to think of the right word, but it's like you rub into Jesus when you inter- encounter people. And that's yeah. how it is when I talk to you guys. And it's just... You have a substance to you and that I really appreciate. And yeah. on top of that, people just rave about these two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really always encouraging, too. That's a sign that somebody has something that's real mm-hmm. happening in their lives. Because when you are continually hearing a good report, okay. you go, okay, like, I should find out more about this. So I hear that in general also I heard that you're quite the DJ, but we don't have to talk about that (laughs) right now. (laughs) Yeah. So I was a little bummed that I missed out on that, but sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But I also specifically just hear about your relationship. Yeah. And what a beautiful story that it is and how inspiring it is to get to hear it. And and so I'm really excited for you guys to be able to share it today. So you already talked a little bit about where you're from and how long you've been married, but we just have a couple get to know you questions and then we're going to kind of jump into a little more of the deep stuff. But what's your favorite thing to do together? Walk and talk. Yeah, we have something we call walk and talks where at the end of the day, we just go out on a little walk around our neighborhood and we just kind of talk about our day or we yeah. chat about whatever is on our heart. And it's yeah. like we decompress during that time and we right. reconnect. So. Yeah, because my love language is quality conversation, and her is quality activity. Sure, so perfect. Walking and <laughs> yeah. talking, she's like, "Huh, we fill each other up." Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's awesome. And you guys live nearby. Do you have other hobbies that you do that take up your time? Well, right now it's a little bit of an intense season because I'm in university and work full time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but aside from that, we do love to be in nature and hike. Yeah. We love to travel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Personally, I like to go to coffee houses. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about you? Yeah, for me, I also work part-time as a realtor. Yeah. Uh, but I like movies. I think oh, I yeah. learned a lot from that because my name means wise and all-knowing. Okay. So I don't really watch movies for entertainment. It's there, but I feel like I glean other things about life through that. So I also like to walk, as I said, and nature. So mm-hmm. a lot of things have in common, basically. Mm-hmm. And what's your favorite thing about each other? 
that's a hard one because I love a lot of things about you. <laughs> um, I would say my favorite thing about Akil is how different he is from me. Yes, racially, culturally, but also like in his gifting. Um, he constantly encourages me to grow, get out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And he's also like, I think he has a coaching gifting because he really like stirs me into my calling. Like, hey, you need to do this. And he kicks me in the butt when I need it. Yeah. And so I love, I love that about him and yeah. how safe I feel with him too. And for her, what I love, I love her eyes. Uh, I think that's one of the things that captured me. Uh, it's so it's so pure and so deep, and there's such a wealth of there's a wealth of just uh, purity and beauty that's in her. And she also like stirred me into greater things. I had a let's say a poverty mindset where I live, live with a limited kind of perspective, and she kind of opened up the um, my eyes to see a lot more things. And so she has definitely empowered me and encouraged me in a way that like wow, thank you. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Aww, <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> All right. We, as I mentioned before, we're going to be talking about marriage and relationships. Specifically, you know, there's a lot of curiosity. Mm-hmm. There, People tend to have baggage in this area. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mixed messages about what it might look like to pursue a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. especially including, you know, the Lord and making him really the Lord over the relationship as well. Yeah. I often have people that will come to me that are married, that are both Christians, but they haven't figured out how to combine their spiritual life Mm -hmm. together. And so that can provide challenges. So we're obviously not going to exhaustively cover this topic today, so don't panic, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But I do want to hear your story because I think in sharing that, we're going to be able to touch on a lot of these issues Mm -hmm. and, as mentioned, just be able to give some encouragement and hope to people. and. You know, not just how you met, obviously we're going to start there <laughs> and how you came together, um, but also just what you've discovered since being married mm-hmm. that you think other people would find helpful mm-hmm. either in their own marriages or as they're pursuing maybe that mm-hmm. path for themselves as well. Okay. So does that sound good? Yeah. Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. So let's start out by hearing your story. Well, our story is a little bit unique. (laughs) We actually met in the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. Uh, We were doing a six-month internship together. Mm -hmm. And the first time I met him, I thought nothing of him. I I was just like, oh, my gosh, cool Jamaican. (laughs) And that's it. Um, No attraction, no anything. And you can share our story of when we first interacted because you share it well. Right. So it's usually started with me because when I first saw her, I think it was July 20th, 2016, we met in the cafeteria and she came up to me and did the same thing. Wow, I got a prophetic word for you. So that was our, our first interaction. It gave me a word and it was very on point. And so I recognized, wow, okay, this person actually loved the Lord. And so while she was in the cafeteria eating, I went and was like, we're going to be friends. She's like, Oh, okay. It was really sweet. <laughs> right, because I, I knew that back in where I'm from, prophetic people don't have a lot of friends sometimes. And so I just genuinely want to be her friend. Secondly, I was 26 at the time, and she was 18. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to go to prison because I don't know the law that's here. Yep. So I'm new. Let's keep it simple. So well, tell him what you actually thought about me. <laughs> he thought... No, you can say. He thought I was this weird prophetic girl. I was trying to be nice. Internship that needed friends. Yeah. (laughs) 
true. The truth. So we did not have love at first sight yeah. at all. It was not. It yeah. was trauma somewhat. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I don't want to go to prison. You're a little girl. And in the internship, even if you like someone, you couldn't tell them. Because the main focus was to focus on Jesus. Yeah. And I, I took a big leap of faith and a huge sacrifice to be there. Mm-hmm. And so I was very intensely going after the program. And so... It is through that process the Lord unraveled just a lot of baggage that I had, like jealousy and hatred and anger, and a lot of things were dealt with. And so he went to the core of what was not wrong with me, but to say, hey, these are things that hide in who you truly are. Sure. All right. And once I got all that muck out, I thought I was going to go to the nations and like, yes, Lord be Jesus, a be a missionary. I'm, I'm laying down marriage and just focusing on you, Lord. And he's like, good, good. That's okay. And I have to share this part. This is where the things start to change. So I still didn't have an attraction towards her, but we're really good friends. And we'll, after prayer, room, we'll hold hands and pray me and another friend because we'll, yeah. we couldn't be one-on-one. And it's one day on our day off, um, the Lord started to stir up marriage in my heart again. Like, don't. And I think that's what happened to a lot of men when it takes so long for them to enter in a relationship. Yeah. They kind of stuff it down and say, let me just focus on something else. Mm-hmm. And they kind of use the scripture, you know, it's better to be single, as Paul said. But it's like, but if you have a desire for marriage, then that scripture don't apply to you. Mm-hmm. So step into it. And so instead of pushing it down, uh, well, I kind of still did. Mm-hmm. On our day off, I was in my room just kind of praying, and all of a sudden, her face flashing for flashing my eyes. Mm-hmm. And a desire for her awoke, and I was like, I thought it was the devil. <laughs> so I start binding and loosing. I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And... For like about two hours, I think it was about two hours, I was sweating and everything, laying on the ground, and then the Lord just gently said, you finish? I'm like, yeah, Lord, it's a good fight. The Lord's like, this is me. I was like, you could at least tell me two hours ago. <laughs> um, but one thing he said to me that really changed my perspective was, I want you to love her like Christ loved the church. And they rejected him, but yet still he still loved her. So I already knew that she was going to reject me. So he said, still pursue her. Well, how would I pursue her? Because I'm already thinking my Jamaican mindset, you're romantic and just sweet talk her. Lord is like, no, that's not going to work. For she's your bride, she's your sister. How would you pursue a sister? With that purity, with that love, when you look at her, how would you look at her? And then I've said, then the next step, it was like, how do I love her? Which is Christ. Because Christ of a way, how we speak to her and, and respond to her. I know need to go to him. It's like, is this okay? Is this how you love her? And then respond from that place. So those were the three things that helped me to step into journey with her. And this was like early in September. And it started the process. I could not tell her. Another thing that helped me was I found other godly men to share this with. I was older than me and more wise than me. And one of, one of them was the lead of the internship. And he said something that was interesting. He said, like you, if you murder right woman, your life would be like heaven. You know, glorious. If you marry the wrong one and make your own decision, life would be worse than hell. I'm like, okay, so I got to take this serious then. <laughs> and, and, and I like that because what I heard a lot of guys do, they're like, hey, let's check to see if this works. Let's just kind of figure it out. Let's feel it out. And I, and I realized I can't go with that perspective. The Lord has put marriage in my heart, and so I have to be very intentional. And so and I didn't want to go through a long story, but there's a series of events that happened we can share next time where the Lord confirm and keep on confirming. Like I'll ask, Lord, he gave me a word for her. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to give her this word to make it seem like I'm trying to make a move. So if you let her go to that corner in the prayer room, kneel down and put her hand between her head or whatever, 
then I'll do it. And she would do exactly that. And this and happened like multiple times. So many times. Yeah. Right? A lot of confirmation. A lot of confirmation. And I think that's what is helpful. Like, keep going to the Lord about yeah. it. Yeah. Don't just think that you're going to use your own. And I th- that's the next thing you said. Akil, if you start this relationship, you will have to maintain it. Yeah. If I start it, I will help maintain it. That's and so it's keep going back to him about it. And so I did all the right, well, I did uh, walk in obedience. And you may think that, oh, walk in obedience, everything must work out. Well, on the last day, I gave her the letter. And homegirl says, hell no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not hell no, but yeah. Yeah, no, basically. <laughs> yeah, I still had no attraction for None. you. I loved you as a brother. Yeah. But I had some scales in my eyes against him that I didn't realize I had at the moment. So I said no to him. We went back our separate ways. I went back to Minnesota. He went back to Jamaica. And you would have thought like, okay, that's it. Like, how are we, you know, going to keep our friendship or whatever? But the Lord spoke to you. Very profound. When you reject me, when you said no, she said something that really encouraged me. She said, before you tell him no, tell him that I am proud of him. Yeah, that's what the father told me. Like, I had no idea of his process that he'd been praying and seeking. I just felt the father say, just tell him I'm very proud of him. Right. Because in that season, I was going in the basement where no one saw me. And I was just praying for my wife. Even with a heart, like, I don't want to get married anymore. The Lord said, keep praying for your wife. And I'll be weeping in the prayer room and crying like, Lord, what is this? It's not making any sense. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when she said that, it confirmed like, oh, I wasn't crazy. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right. And so when she went back to Minnesota, I went back to Jamaica. I was at the One Thing conference again, and I was kind of like, still not sure what to do, because like, she's gone and I'm going back, so it's kind of like end. Yeah. But good thing, it's good to have godly friends in your life. Yeah. I told a friend my story, and he's like, ah, I don't think God is finished yet. Still yeah. dig deep. Yeah. And so I, I dug deep, and then the Lord revealed to me, do another six months of consecration. That means no, do not look for another relationship. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I said, keep your heart alive for Daniela, mm-hmm. and only speak to her once a month. Obedience is so much more important than sacrifice. So we did that literally for six months. And it was funny because I thought, oh my gosh, she's going to find an amazing Jamaican wife and be happy and whatever. But in those six months, every time we spoke, it was life-giving. It was Mm -hmm. peaceful. It was so encouraging for my heart. And then to fast track on that six month, you re-invited me into a relationship with you. And in that moment, I had such a peace in my heart, but my brain was like, and so i wanted to take some time with with god to kind of dig it like dig deep and see like okay why do i feel like why is my heart saying yes but my mind saying no Mm -hmm. and so i basically fasted for three days i was already fasting for something else and i kind of just took advantage of the fast for this too (laughs) and what the lord revealed to me is he gave me a prophetic picture that will be important later on in our story Mm -hmm. of um, two paths and one was like a wilderness and one was like a mountain. And he said, whatever path you choose, you will still reach your destiny, mm-hmm. but the journey is going to look very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I saw Akil at the foot of the mountain as an invitation. And I knew in my spirit that if I were to pursue this path, I was going to be completely transformed. Mm-hmm. That the Daniela that was going to be at the end of this mountain was not going to be the same Daniela mm-hmm. at the beginning. And I'm a sucker for transformation. (laughs) And so mind you, with no romantic feelings or nothing, literally out of faith, 
and just trust, I decided to say yes to starting a relationship with him. And there's so much that happened so in between that. A lot of uh, demonic attack from my family. They were totally against us being married because uh, we were biracial. Yeah. And there was scales that needed to fall off of my eyes too in the beginning because I didn't realize I had unconscious bias against him because mm-hmm. of his skin color. And God had to really uproot that from my heart and give me his perspective of the nations and that his image is revealed literally in every nation. Mm -hmm. And that was like his work of transformation, like already beginning in my heart and my family line, too. Mm -hmm. But to kind of finish our story here, uh, we so I mentioned the mountain and what was amazing is that. We ended up being engaged in the highest peak of Jamaica. That's where he proposed. And then that's where we ended up within that same mountain. And you didn't know about this picture. Oh, no. Yeah. No. It's when when she, she drew something like it and told me, I was like, hey, that's Blue Mountain. Yeah. And she's never been there before. And then we ended up getting married on that same mountain range, too. So it was just like, I guess God's been using mountains as a picture of living from a high place, you know, living from a place of faith and living from a place where you see from above. I like this quote that says marriage is not a walk in the park. It's a mountain climb. and It's hard, but it's also glorious at moments. And so and it takes a deep level of partnerships. Wrap it up with this. Uh, we met July 20th, 2016. Uh, start dating 20, July 20th, 20, 2017. Got engaged July 21st, 2018. Got married July 20th, 2019. Wow. <laughs> well, there are so many things to unpack and to love about your story. I want to start with making sure everyone noticed that you had this encounter with the Lord about Daniela mm-hmm. and you didn't put pressure on her regarding that because Mm -hmm. we have a big value at the house because you know prophetic people can be kind of crazy (laughs) right (laughs) you know and you hear the whole (laughs) like oh god told me you're the one and it'll be like their first conversation you know and it yeah so don't do that don't Don't do that that. um (laughs) and know that if you do you know, Jamie and I will advise them to run away. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because even if you are the one, you clearly need to mature yes. before you're actually ready for that step. So I love that. But obviously, this process would have been discouraging for you mm-hmm. at times. You kind of already mentioned, you know, some of what got you through. But like if you had someone in a similar place, maybe they felt like they knew who the person was. Maybe they didn't, but they just mm-hmm. had that desire for marriage. You know, that can be really discouraging. Mm -hmm. So do you have a specific tip or tool that you could offer? Yeah, for the guys, and I think I've been speaking to mostly the guys here. One just got married yesterday. But one of the first things that hit me is to be fully satisfied by Jesus. Mm -hmm. Being fully satisfied by him and also of knowing the worth that you bring. I had to be thinking in the sense of I'm going to make any woman that married me is going to be the happiest woman ever because of who I am. And so I had to have a healthy self-image of myself because I had a very bad low self-esteem because, you know, my skin color, I wasn't out of a lot of money. And so a lot of things, I had to learn to not find my worth and value in that, but just recognizing who I am is good enough, right? And so that helped me along through the process that she can't reject me because mm-hmm. I don't allow her to, yeah. right? Because I already accept me and Christ already accepted yeah, me. And those two things helped me to weather all the storms and things that were coming up because... She told you, like, she had a prejudice against me. 
and I felt it. I did felt it. Yeah. But I don't get my worth from her. Yeah. She don't make me happy. Mm-hmm. She don't satisfy all my needs. It's Christ that does that. Yeah. And so that's one thing I'm trying to tell guys, like, get that first. Get mm-hmm. your heart right first. Yeah. Work on becoming the one yeah. that you can give yourself away. You give that's from the place good. of overflow. Yeah. So the Lord did tell me that she is my wife. But I had to choose. It's not, oh, she's a wife, so take her and go. It's like, no. I did not tell her that. It's like, all right, then. You said she's my wife. I need to choose. Have you had to work through, and obviously this was a process, but the fact that, you know, it wasn't, it didn't start with a spark of attraction Mm -hmm. and that there was baggage Mm -hmm. and just healing, Mm -hmm. you know, that had to happen in both of you and in your relationship. Do you feel like you carried any baggage? (laughs) Actually, that was... The whole picture of a mountain that God yeah. was giving me is he said, hey, for you to climb higher, you got to let go of some baggage. you got to let go of some weight and get lighter. And I knew that I had to be very intentional about how I was going to carry that forward with the Lord. And so, interestingly enough, he gave me three lies that I had believed and that was carrying. And he said, okay, these are the three lies. He gave me a time span in the next six months or whatever. We're going to address these three big lies in your heart. And I'm going to replace them with truths. And so little by little, mm-hmm. I saw my heart be transformed. And mm-hmm. it was a process of recognizing what lies I was believing about myself, about Akil, mm-hmm. or even about the character of God, and choosing to let those lies go, and then mm-hmm. ask the Lord to replace those things with the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then process that and make it my lifestyle. Right. You know, like let it, I allowed it to transform the way I perceived people the way I my language had to change my actions had to change so it was a journey for sure but it was it was a really powerful one for me I had to deal with a lie of I'm not competent enough coming from a third world country she grew up in you say upper middle class environment because of her dad and his job and the ability to go places and so I had to deal with the fear of I can't provide I can't provide for the lifestyle really big for Right. So I realized a lot of men would actually put off pursuing someone to try to get their finances right um, before they start pursuing. And I'm like, here to tell you, I'm from a third world country. It is a lie. (laughs) It's not about having money, but having the mindset to being a good steward. Right. And so she trusts me with the finances. Like we deal with all the finances. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn to overcome that, to break off that mindset that, oh, I need to provide. But the Lord, there's nowhere in the Bible saying, Men provide it's like the only provider, the only true provider is Jehovah. Yeah, it's God. It's God. Mm-hmm. And so I had to tap into that. Okay, Lord, you are my provider. So you provide so that I can provide. Mm-hmm. So I need to trust on you, not on my current really, situation. Yeah. yeah. And so that's one of the things I had to work through a lot. Mm-hmm. The next thing is our leadership. I think I was a very afraid to step out. I like to be sheltered. I like to so believe it or not, I like the background. I like to be in the back, no one see me and everything. Mm-hmm. But lately, just being with her, I had to face, oh, no, I need to lead this marriage well. I need to lead this relationship well. And so I had to step out more and not be shy back. I like the poverty mindset and orphan mindset. Uh, just some of, Those are some of the few things I had to yeah. overcome. But to concise it, though, yeah. the three words that God gave us that would define our marriage oh, yeah. is pure, pure new, and, and holy. holy. Because from, like, our background, like, God had to really purify my heart because I didn't mm-hmm. grow up Christian my whole life. And so yeah. I carried a lot of baggage, yeah. even relational baggage. And 
that's a declaration that God wanted me to think about yeah. every time I thought about our marriage is right. that it will be pure, pure. It will be holy, set yeah. apart for him yeah. and you that we would live out of our new man in Christ right. and not our old man. <laughs> <laughs> so today, would you say there's any insecurity? I know I'm kind of putting you guys on the spot, but in your relationship at all? That stems from not maybe having that, you know, you hear the stories of, oh, I saw her and I knew she was the one because mm. um, she was just so beautiful or or just does any of your journey maybe lead to you feeling like you wish you had more of that story at mm. times? Does that makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I think I've thought about that. But when I think of all that God has done, I mean, we're sharing the ice. <laughs> yeah. We have yeah. miracles that happen in our marriage, like divine provision, things happening, um, the freedom that it brought to us yeah. that I yeah. I wouldn't take that back for anything, yeah. you know. Yeah. And yes, our journey is not what what you might see in the movies or what right. other people say, like, <laughs> I saw him and I was you. He was the one I no. thought that was going to be my story. That's yeah. what I wanted. But it wasn't. And yeah. You know, something that I told God, because at first I kind of like rejected because Akil was the furthest thing I would think of. Like when I thought of my future husband, like never in a million. Like I remember Pastor Jamie saying, like, uh, you know, when we think that God will give you abundantly more than we can ask or think, we think it's bigger than what we already have. And and it's not that it's just outside of our realm of thinking. (laughs) Yep. That was like, oh, yeah, you were he was outside of my realm of thinking. Yeah. And I asked Jesus, like, why would you give me someone so different? Someone that, like, my family has a hard time accepting. Like, And he said, because if I would have given you something that was familiar to you, you would have never changed. And I needed to give you something different so that you could actually step into further transformation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I started to embrace that. And eventually, like, the more I opened my heart, the more I began to see him the way God saw him. Yeah. And those feelings definitely woke up. They actually woke up doing prayer. Like we were just, when we were dating, we would pray and like the pre- like the Holy Spirit would just fill the room. And then just one night, like it was like fire just <laughs> rose up. Yeah, and it's been like that. Yeah, the fire is still yeah. hot since then. And so right. it's like, wow, I didn't even know, God, yeah. you created those kind of miracles. Like, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason I asked is because it's another thing I have people come to talk to me about. And, you know, Jamie and I have been married almost 25 years, very happily, except for the very beginning where we separated for a time. We had a a year about that was really rough, which we've shared. And it's not the point of this podcast. But after we had reconciled and, you know, had children even and things were really good, I began to have such insecurity Mm-hmm. about that time period mm-hmm. and it was like i took on this identity of like the rejected bride mm-hmm. and it was really difficult for me and you know and jamie was patient and mm-hmm. you know he was wonderful through it but the lord kind of had to take me to task right. you know and make me realize that i was grieving something that wasn't even real. I had adopted this lie. I had accepted this identity that wasn't even ever true, mm-hmm. but it was coloring the way that I saw everything, right. you know, and was saying, look at this beautiful love story that you have, right. you know, like you don't even see it. And he had to chastise me so that I could open my eyes and go, oh, like I'm creating mm-hmm. the narrative of being rejected mm-hmm. 
because of how I'm behaving <laughs> and how I'm seeing, right. and, but it's something I'm creating, you know, and it's not at all based in any reality, yeah. right. you know? And so I have women sometimes that are, will go through similar things. And it's such an amazing thing to me how easily our viewpoint can be skewed, yeah. how lies can be sown mm-hmm. And it just makes us misunderstand things so much, and it cuts us off from the best things sometimes that the Lord is offering. So I love to hear, I I mean, I love all the love stories. God creates them so beautifully, and they're all so different, you know, and there are definitely those ones where I saw them, and they were the ones. And those are awesome. And those are amazing, too. You know, but I love the journey. And being able to communicate to people that in the journey there will be blessing, that there will be treasure, that there'll be challenges, but that if you stay connected to the Lord through it, that you're going to come out the other side different and better. And also just the unexpected nature of it, because I knew Jamie almost my whole life which is hard to imagine. You know, we were like best friends and then we dated, you know, in high school. And then after we got married, I remember sometimes thinking, were you like this (laughs) when we dated? Like, because people change and grow and there was just so much unexpected that it would throw me off sometimes. Like I thought I knew you, you know, and, and you're completely different in some ways than I thought. So you guys got together though, knowing yeah. That you had some differences and that you, you know, didn't have that shared past. Mm-hmm. How have you been able to allow your differences to be strengths mm-hmm. instead of something that would maybe keep you apart? It's a good question because we have enough differences that they could divide us. You yeah. know, like two different countries, different social economic backgrounds. Like we took a trip from Colorado to here mm-hmm. and we told our entire story from birth to where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And we looked at it and we are like... We are completely, completely opposite. Different. Completely wow. different. Like opposite. One thing early on that I think shifted my heart was I kind of touched on how I had some like unconscious bias yeah. towards his skin color because my family, I don't think intentionally like groomed me almost to like reject a certain people group, you know, and not like overtly be like, hey, this kind of people we don't talk with or these kind of people we don't we don't associate with. And my mom, she's Mexican, and in Mexico, there's this belief that the lighter skin you marry, the more better off you are, Mm -hmm. you know, because of the background of that country. And so the ideal is for you to marry someone who's lighter skin than you because your life will be better off. I had no idea that that was like what I was carrying until the Lord exposed it. And he said, I want you to just meditate on the Good Samaritan story, just meditate on it and then I want you to craft a prayer and I want you to keep praying that and so I I did that for a couple of days and there was a finally a night when I was just praying and God literally broke the scales off of my eyes and I began to see the beauty of God and who he was and his expression in a way that I'd never seen before and I broke down and I started crying because I'm like God I missed your image in this person Mm -hmm. And I repented, and all of a sudden, like, I kind of what you were saying, I could see in multicolor again. I could see the image of God in different expressions I hadn't seen before. And that shifted my mindset to see differences. Kind of encouraged me, like, can I see God in this difference? You know, like, 
can I actually see the image of God expressed in the way he talks, in the way he does things? And that like positioned me to encounter God in ways I've never encountered before. Right. And I got the privilege to live in Jamaica after we got married for oh, yeah. five months. And I, I saw God in the people group in a way I've never seen before. Right. And it, I think it also requires a lot of humility yeah. and to recognize that my way is not the best way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to humble myself and become a childlike and just learn and communicate and be open to see something I've never seen before. Because <laughs> yeah. if you want to be different, then you have to be willing to do different. Right. And it's uncomfortable sometimes, but if you just approach it from a heart of humility and joy, it becomes such a joyful part of your life, such an enriching part of your life. I appreciate his perspective. I appreciate his view on things that I would have never otherwise had if it wasn't him and to deal with her differences i keep it super simple and the lord is like how could i deal with this difference because even when she was talking with me you can say i sense the differences and she would talk to me in a certain way and i'm like hmm, okay right but what has helped me um he said just do it this way never be a professional of your wife always be a student mm-hmm. always learning always checking in hey you still at the color turquoise okay okay We'll go to the store, we look at earring, it's like, okay, let me check again. You like this, you like that, you like that. Yeah, okay. that curiosity. But yeah. that not anymore. I'm actually liking this one. Oh, well, how did that came about? Yeah. And yeah. so it's always asking questions, mm, always yeah. digging deep, always figuring out which way she's right now. And so that that helped me with the differences. Um, because it creates a curiosity, like, oh, this person is changing, this person yeah. is becoming and so it's it's really cool to see. If you see it from that perspective, not Oh, I want you to be this way. You're not being it anymore. So I need to curve you back to that. Yeah. That's yeah. control. Yeah. But if you can just go into the mystery and it's like, it's glory of a king. Glory of God to hide them out of glory of a king too. And so I just have a king mindset to just rob <laughs> the mystery. You know, people who have multiple marriages, apparently this is a statistic that you marry someone different from you the first time. Yeah. And then if that marriage, you know, ends in divorce and you get remarried, that you tend to marry somebody that's more like you. Yeah. But then if that marriage fails or relationship, that you go back to differences. Because a lot of times the reason the relationship would end would be because you don't know how to overcome the differences and yeah. turn them into strengths. Yeah. Right. So you gravitate towards somebody like yourself then after <laughs> that for the safety of that. Mm-hmm. But then you realize this isn't really. the spice maybe is missing from it you know and so every marriage faces some obviously not as extreme as you but some differences and people have different personalities or why you're different Mm -hmm. you know jamie and i we have the same values this is our saving grace we have our same values big picture we want the same things but we approach things totally differently so when we first were married, living together, parenting together, doing ministry together, mm-hmm. we had to learn how to let each other things in their own process, our own process. Right. Because when we would try to work together at first, like there were some days <laughs> <laughs> where it was not pretty, you know? Oh, yeah. And it was like, why is this so hard? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but even when we were trying to do the same thing, we yeah. just approached it so differently. Mm-hmm. So, so it's such an important skill and to be able to recognize the beauty. And I love when you said that you stay a student because 
Life is all about changing. Change, yeah. And who you are now isn't who you're going to be five years, 10 years, 50 yeah. years down the road. Yeah. So you have to keep getting to know each other just as you keep getting to know who you are. Yeah. You know, the longer you walk with God, the more you're transformed to who he created you to be. And, yeah. and it's just, I really feel like, you know, it's just all these layers are continually just stripped off of all of us yeah. on yeah. our journey. Can I, can I add one thing? Yeah. Which is really good that helped us together. And she brought this to the relationship that I was so hesitant about it. I was so annoyed by it every time. Like, hey, Aki, we're going to do this. And it was vision talk. Mm-hmm. Before we even went into marriage, we had this thing called vision talk. Okay, what is your culture? What is your belief? Like, what is your, what your values? values, basically, yeah. that were brought it up? Yeah. And it was annoying at first. It was kind of itching me. I was like, why are we talking about all of these stuff? Just yeah. kind of figure it out as you go along. But as we do it year by year, as we're like, oh, wow, we're actually walking in the things that we talk about. Yeah. And it helps us to actually come together. Like, she's able to understand. And I'm like, she loves authenticity, so I can't fake it to make it. Yeah. Right? So those little things, and we still practice it today. Like, mm-hmm. even going to our trip now, like, that's one thing we're going to sit down and plan out again. I love that you mentioned that because yeah. that's so true. Like, your core, at the core of your marriage, you have to have the same values and the same love of god because that's that's the glue right there that keeps it all together (laughs) and you can be as different as us but if you have that core you're good so what does it look like obviously you both have your own relationship with the lord separately but what does it look like for you guys to connect with the lord together i think we're a little blessed because we were able to kind of start our friendship in the in the, in the prayer room, basically, where we were there for like eight hours for six months. <laughs> so I think prayer is a yeah. central place in our marriage. We value, first of all, we honor the time that we personally need with Jesus. Because something that we said early in our marriage is you're always going to be second, second place. place to Jesus. Yeah. So if you can know your place, <laughs> know your and place. I know my place, we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, because without him, none of this would be possible. So we honor the time that we need with the Lord to connect and we empower each other too. You know, when we notice like if someone, one of us is feeling depleted, we ask like, do you need to spend some time with Jesus? (laughs) You know, and most of the time like, yeah, I do. (laughs) So, and then we, we come into a place of where we pray. We try to pray the first three days of the month just to set the the month together. And whenever we have big decisions or we're getting to a heated argument, we invite Holy Spirit into that conversation. And then also we kind of joyfully just share the revelations that God gives us personally. And we get excited about it. We use that as an encouragement for one another. So, mm-hmm. you know, if God is speaking something in my heart, I'll share it with him. He'll take it, and then he'll use that to encourage me and, and yeah. lift me up. And for me, I, I spend the time with the Lord in the mornings. Mornings are my strong time. Yeah. And so I'll spend time with the Lord, and then she'll just wake up after. It's like, okay, what revelation do you got? And I'll just like, so I like that because quality of conversation, and I'm able to remember it. We also also practice the Sabbath as well. Mm-hmm. So like some more Saturdays, we try to kind of just stay together. We're listening to this guy, David Paulson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, we do Bible studies together yeah, every so weekend. Yeah. So I like reading through the Bible yearly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one fun thing about me. I, I just love reading through the entire Bible. It's yeah. just a nice picture. And so for the longest while, I've tried to invite her, but, you know, living in different areas and moving didn't allow it, but this year we're able to do that. And it's just a joyful experience to kind of her, see her view and see my view. And she has an experience that I never had and I have experience that she never had. And so we're like talking it through and mm-hmm. 
So that's one thing that I love, reading through the Bible, prayer and worship. Yeah. Like I wanted to start having conversation this morning. Uh, right after she woke up, I was like, wait, wait, early morning. Don't turn and you on start head. with worship Let me start coffee. worship. <laughs> yes. Start playing worship. I was like, I'll talk to you later, okay? Yes, yes. <laughs> so those are some of the things we recognize. Yeah. And you did touch a little bit on when you do have conflict, inviting yeah. the Holy Spirit into it. But mm-hmm. have you found other tools that are helpful for you when conflict mm-hmm. does come up? Oh, mm-hmm. I think just having an understanding of how you communicate is important. Yeah. In the past, I know that, and I'm still working through this, is I tend to be in conflict passive, passive aggressive. So I try to, because of my, the way I grew up, like I avoid or I'll do things that, you know, will show that I'm angry, but I'm not directly saying anything. <laughs> and also in conflict, I like to, I run away. <laughs> so being able to understand that has helped me to process that with the Lord and just stick a little bit deeper as to why I react that way. And then it helps him too, because now he knows how to encourage me, respond to me. Right. Or sometimes even give me my space to kind of reconnect with God yeah. and press back in. Another thing that we do is when it, it starts to get a little bit too heated is we stop. And if we need space, we just use the word space. space. Yeah. Or we just pray and we just invite the Holy Spirit. And yeah. every time we do that, he's like, okay, calm down. A shift. <laughs> and a really shift happens where we can have a really good conversation about that topic that was previously bothering um, us yeah i'm more the one who come up and say hey this or yeah. um, be more intentional with it yeah i think that's what you said was really good communication understanding each other's style and also discovering able to discover some new things yeah. so like if we're in the car and i'm not talking it's not like i'm avoiding you it's like i'm really deeply processing what we just went through yeah. and so what you'll do now like after a while we realize just check in still want to talk or are you still processing and i'll tell you yeah, ask questions. Just ask don't me just question. assume. Don't just assume that I'm mm-hmm. upset and not I'm avoiding you. Just check yeah. in. And also, like I love this quote because it's always in the back of mind whenever we experience tension. It's from Jonathan Melissa Helser, and they say, "In order to <laughs> create good. music, if you have too much tension, then you'll fall sharp. If you have too low tension, then you'll fall flat. So you need the right amount of tension in your marriage to create music. Right. And tension is good. Tension yeah. actually means that you're growing, growing. you're moving. Yeah. Yeah. And I've yeah. learned that actually. Every tension has led us to deeper connection. I've learned something about him or we've worked or wrestled something together that brought yeah. our friendship or intimacy closer. Yeah. So that has helped me a lot to not be afraid of tension, yeah. but to yeah. I em- like it. embrace it. Yeah, it's like, okay, great, we have attention. We get to grow. Yes, let's go. Let's go in. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, if it's too, we're still trying to figure it out, we try to give whoever, we don't know who may catch the ball, but it's like breaking with a joke or something. Yeah. Yeah, light, light in the mood. So I, I, we, we call each other Bebe. So I'll come in and say, Bebe. She's like, Bebe. <laughs> I just kind of like braid the eyes yeah. till we start talking. Yeah. So just, just take one child, person to Just act childlike. <laughs> child like. it, it always works yeah. that I'm seeing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, Jamie and I have learned the skill of being able to put a discussion to the side and not have it hinder yeah. our connection. Because sometimes there are things that you're just not going to resolve right. in one setting or right. like, he takes more time to process internally. I'm a verbalizer. I want to process everything verbally right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but when we do that, when I force that, yeah. it's never good. So I've learned I actually will, I'll do emails or journal, yeah. you know, and a lot of the times I don't send the emails, you know, or I 
edit that. Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah, let's clean this up. So I don't want you actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but it gives me the ability to process mm. without forcing it on him. Yeah. But I remember early in marriage, it was really difficult for me to put that aside if something wasn't resolved. Mm. So learning how to go, you know what, this doesn't define our relationship. Yes. And yeah. it doesn't, you know, it'll it'll work itself out right. when it needs to. So we're going to put it aside and we're going to have fun. And mm. I actually remember when we were separated, we would have people because we were still friends. Yeah. You know, and so, we, I mean, it was difficult. It was hard. There was terrible moments, of course. But sometimes we would just hang out and laugh, you know, and we're able to put that aside and people would be like, I don't understand you guys, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, I don't really either, <laughs> you know, but keeping that connection and that friendship really is so important. So I know we're starting to get short on time, but I have just a couple more things I want to touch on, at least briefly. But, you know, a lot of people wonder what it looks like to have a healthy marriage, a healthy relationship. Do you have, you know, I know this is a big question and we're trying to condense it down, but do you have a couple of key characteristics that you think a healthy relationship has to have? Well, I think having a healthy sense of boundaries is really important and being able to communicate that um, and be aware of your spouse's boundaries as well. And not just with each other, but it could be with like family members, like, hey, this is a boundary I have with my parents um can you honor that or this is a boundary i have with people coming over at our house at certain hours (laughs) um so that's helpful too but i want to go back to like having jesus at the center of your relationship because at the end of the day like akil was saying like he's our healer he's our comforter he's the one that can bring us truth and like no therapist can can do that sometimes you know even though they can bring tools I've, at least from my journey, I've noticed there's been some things that I've needed the Lord to talk to me about or bring healing or bring emotional healness, heal, healness into. So that has been a very key part of our journey is always centering on Jesus. And then, of course, when we work this out, we work the horizontal out, too. So working that out with each other and right. asking questions and listening creating a safe place for each other where we don't judge each other. So for us, having a healthy marriage starts with putting Jesus at the center um, because he's our healer, he's our comforter, he can bring truth in places that we ourselves don't always understand or know that we need healing. So we start from that place, and we start even from when we began dating, we were already at that place. And once we work out that with we work that out vertically, we can work that out horizontally where um, we listen to each other. And another key part for us has been practicing the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And that's part of our vision statement is that we cultivate the fruit of the Holy Spirit Spirit into our marriage. And so we're very passionate and intense (laughs) about that where we take every opportunity to uh, show kindness, be patient, be kind. We don't do it perfect. We don't do it perfect. But we practice it. And when I want to, for example, go back into an old habit of rage uh, or anger, I take a step back and say, okay, Lord, what fruit of the Spirit could I be practicing instead? And that creates such a safe place to be vulnerable. And Mm -hmm. I think that's another key to a healthy marriage is being vulnerable with each other. And Akil has been amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've had to work at being vulnerable. (laughs) 
But that's something that's been so key for us is can we actually be vulnerable with each other and really share what we're going through? Yeah. And can we cover ourselves in love when we're going through moments that are exposing or vulnerable or we're feeling weak? Can we be a strength to one another? Yeah. I like that vulnerable part, especially in your own story and your own journey. I feel like people hide so many areas of their life to like, oh, this was our past. And she did that a lot where she pushed her past in the side to the back. And like, I'm just moving on ahead. New Mm -hmm. things are coming. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, what is your story? Because it's still happens even today yeah. and just having a deeper understanding where she come from um i think that's what people i think what should be good like yeah you tell the story already but there's more to it yeah. you can't tell all your story in a three hour yeah. like you're taking a lifetime to discover that you're discovering this person mm-hmm. and how jesus is um to them and how it's growing them and also what helped me with i think was also a healthy part knowing their story but also knowing the end as well like one thing the Lord kind of, he didn't reveal the fullness of it um, when we started dating, but was, he just gave me, a, it's almost like an impression or a knowing that she's going to do something great. Hmm. And I couldn't verbalize, but every time I see her, it's like, you don't even know who you're becoming. And she's like, Brother. and so for, I'll speak for, I think I'll speak for both person, like, have a healthy view of where the person is going. Yes, yeah. this is where they are right now, but they are becoming something greater. Yeah. And we get to play a part. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you work together as a team to push each other to that place, not to mold them and manipulate them to who you want yeah. them to be, yeah. but it's like you get a God-given dream or desire or imp- um, impression from God and you cheer them on. Yeah. It's like when she finished her schoolwork, I cheer on, woo, God, Right? And because sometimes it's hard for her. She's like, yeah. I am missing out going out with people. I'm missing out these activities. Yeah. And says so she don't see the worth in it. I'm like, no, this is what you're going on to. And kind of like yeah. cheering it back on. And so that's one of the things I see help a lot. Yeah. But the next thing I'll say, and I see a lot of the guys here as well, is just having a healthy view of your own self. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having a healthy view of like what you bring and what the worth you also bring. Yeah. Yes, you're not perfect, but you're aiming towards it. And so you're in the process. So be yeah. okay with that. Yeah. But see yourself how Jesus see you and just be happy with that and grow from that place. Mm-hmm. And not to think about external things that are not working, but just understand the internal worth that you have yeah. and what you bring. Yeah. And that applies yeah. to a woman too. Yeah. Um, like believing about yourself what God believes about yeah. you yeah. and having that place of identity in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because you don't get it from your spouse. Right. So when you don't get it from your spouse, it kind of frees you up to just, it just kind of solidifies you a little bit better. I love the vulnerability piece too. I mean, all of it, but, you know, Jamie and I have just made the decision like to be confident in our love for each other. Mm -hmm. Like, so I don't ever have to wonder about it. And so that allows me to go, okay, like he can know everything about me. Yeah. And there can be, you know, any circumstance in life that happens and we may have to figure out how to move forward, mm-hmm. you know, but we, the love question, that's not even mm. like, it's not a question, right? You, you know, it's already so, settled. Yeah. We love each other. We're one, like exactly. our future is together. Yeah. And so we yeah. might have to figure stuff out, but that's not what we're figuring mm. out. And I, I feel like we do that in our relationship with the Lord too, where we hide, yeah. you know, and we think, Somehow he doesn't see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
which is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's a little easier to hide from our spouse, but <laughs> but our spouse sees. Yeah, it's very. <laughs> you know, and so it's so much better to just go. Okay, like I can't hide anyway. Yeah. So I might as well stop doing that because when I do that, I'm withholding myself. Yeah. It's yep. really what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm not bringing my full self mm-hmm. to the table, yeah. and um, and it's difficult to have a full marriage. If you don't have the fullness of the people that are yeah. in it participating, right. I love that. You guys can sign up for marriage counseling. With you <laughs> and Daniela, and I'm just kidding. We'll include a link. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm looking into that. I, was like, I love marriage. Yeah, yeah we love yeah. marriage. Yeah, there's so much good. Oh, I mean, you have so many just nuggets of wisdom in yes. this conversation. So yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, what are you most looking forward to in marriage in five years? <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. Oh, I know. No, anything, I know I'm laughing. No, actually, I know I'm laughing. Again, we're probably really intense on this, but like we're big on vision. Mm-hmm. And actually, what really helped too is I know Pastor Jamie did this activity with the men's where we had them write 100 oh, dreams yeah. down. 100 dreams. Yeah. And that, that kind cool. of stirred us up too. We were already doing our vision statement, but that kind of stirred us even more to yeah. pursue things that were in our heart and that we didn't think might be possible. So, there's a lot of things in our vision statement that we're excited about. Yeah. I mean, like the close things now is like we're going to get a puppy. So we're excited about that. <laughs> yeah. We're excited about building a family. Yeah. Um, and then there are things like in our calling that we're really passionate. So like you with real estate. Yeah. Um, I definitely am excited to get graduate. <laughs> but and just grow, you know, yeah. I think in the next five years, we're really focusing on building a strong family culture. Yeah. We didn't have that growing up, right. and so we're we're really wanting to change the narrative for us, where we mm-hmm. not just focus on our calling, but I really focus on like what's the atmosphere of our home going to be like? Right. What are we going to be known for? What's our values going to be? What kind of at- atmosphere are our children going to be growing right. up in? So those are some of the things in the works. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's what because when I grew up, I don't know, from a young child, I had a big desire for family and marriage. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, that's the main thing for us is like, what are the things we want to walk in? Not just talk about it, because that's yeah. what we hear people say a lot. They talk about a lot of things like, oh, yeah, we want to see this. It's like, no, I want to live it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so if it means just hunkering on a little bit, not hunkering down, but let's get really real with our core values, actually living it out. And mm-hmm. so that's what we're going to do. And find that. practical ways to Practic- grow. So like exactly. conferences yeah. or read get books. Counseling or stuff yeah, like get that. counseling, things so like that. We yeah. have books lined up ready to read about parenting, about how to raise a kid and how to build a family and business and not being distracted and, yeah. and balanced, but also just really no expanding so yeah, we'll probably ask you guys a bunch of yeah, questions so too. you're on the list as well yeah you're you on there on <laughs> you have eight kids yeah, i was like all there. right yeah, yeah i'm sure you got a lot of wisdom yeah <laughs> so if you could fast forward 50 years your 50 year anniversary Ooh. where do you hope to be no i just remember when i was dating her and i was so freaked out because i didn't know what my future is going to be like because yeah. some some of you may know my um past that i got pinned by a car and so that led me to a period of depression and I kind of gave up on life. Yeah. And so the Lord kind of restarted um, my journey right around 29. Um, and so the, I'm still in discovery for that. But one picture I got was really weird. I was sleeping and it's almost like I zoomed in the future and I saw an old version of me and over. We were looking real good. I'm just saying. Um, and it's almost like myself look at me and it's like, 
keep believing in miracle. Um, and what it's like a setting, like we're at this ball and like our, our fundraiser gallery and we're giving like millions of dollars away or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit because yeah. I'm like, how is that going to happen? But what I sensed was that we made a really big impact on people's life. Yeah. We didn't just retire, we refire. And we yeah. empower the next generation. Yeah. And the legacy that we left for, for our kids and people around us was so impactful. And so we keep living and I saw the fire still up. I was like, okay. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So that's a picture that I saw. I'm kind of like I'm working towards it, but I'm so okay. You give me a high standard to work with. Yeah. And so it's not just like chilling on the beach in Jamaica or chilling in Italy. Mm-hmm. But if, if we can travel the world and actually be empowering other people to step into greater things. Yeah. Right. At that point, like what legacy are we leaving behind yeah. for the next yeah. generation? Because that's something that God has put in our hearts is building up the next generation yeah. and hiring them up for right. their calling and their destiny and living an impact on the earth that's beyond us, yeah. Yeah. including through our marriage. Yeah. And I also hope to love you more than, than I've, I've loved you before. So. You don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. Okay. You will. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you're well on your way to achieving all of those things. Amen. All right. So in closing, I'm going to ask two things of you. The first is just to give you an opportunity if there's anything else that you'd like to share that just yeah. that you have on your heart. And then I am going to ask if you wouldn't mind praying for yeah. the people that are listening. I would say if you're a person that's looking into relationships or you've had a hard time in that space, not give up hope. God literally wrote a story before you were even born. And if you can get any encouragement from me, I rejected it the first time (laughs) and God brought it right back around. And something that's always been encouraging to me is that you don't fail your tests with God. You just retake them. So there's no lost hope with that. God will literally put that back around in your story. And so don't focus so much on finding the right person, but become the right person. Don't be stressed. Don't fret. You don't ha- you don't make it happen. God will put it in your path and he'll mm-hmm. make it clear. And so just enjoy the journey mm-hmm. and enjoy your process with God and your your own unique story. It, it might not look like, you know, our story, but it I will look like anyone's anyone's story. Anyone's yeah. the same. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> yes. And that's the beautiful part is that your story will be incredible and uniquely tailored to you. And so have hope, believe God can do miracles in you. So Mm -hmm. just be open to receiving from that. Right. And I like that because that's one of the things that helped me to pursue her was like, what is a story that I want to write? Not what I'm trying to make up, but what am I going to write and step in faith with that? And it's like the fear of failure and the fear of success, you got to get rid of that. Where you feel... One if it's going to be successful and you kind of hide yourself or you're trying to make it work and forcing it, you don't want to do that. It's like being like Peter, stepping out in faith, take courage and step out. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get, you can't avoid that. It's the part of life. It does happen. But what story are you willing to write and are you willing to step out in faith? And I guess this is for mostly men. I think I'm hearing it a lot where, they feel like they need to be, they need to have everything in place. They need to have all the money. They need to have all the house and the car and all these things. You know, you know Jesus didn't have all of that. But what I'm saying is work on your character and work on your mindset. I feel like that's one of the major things that hold us men a lot. That is not about having all the things in place as yet, but knowing that you're working towards it. And this, this is one of the proverbs I heard that helped me to go with her. So if you want to do a lot for Jesus, then, you know, stay single. But if you want to go far and make impact, we'll go together. 
And so if you want to see your life have more impact and not try to say if you're single, it's not going to make impact. That's not the case. But for those who desire marriage, you're going to make more impact. It says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and receives favor from the Lord. There's a special blessing and favor that's released on men that are married, are in your marriage, basically. And so if you're waiting for all the finances to come, then you're basically missing out, mm. right? Because it's either you can work and make everything or you can allow God to bless you. Mm-hmm. And the last one is a better option, just to make you know. And also in terms of security, security doesn't mean, I like what you said, it's not just make sure your house and car and food is provided, but is she, is she secure in your love? That's one thing I keep telling her. She doesn't have to worry about any other ladies. Like I red flag every girl. And she can know that there's no one coming in between us. And so can you be a man of character that you can, be in, you can walk in that integrity and also be very intentional? Um, I can't share so much, but intentionality. Her brother was one thing that he was impressed about um, when people were making fun, like, your, your, your sister is so young. And he Why was like, we're yeah. getting married so young. It's like, if anything, they're, they're really intentional. You know, I intentionally go to the dad, I intentionally reach out, and intentionally pursue her. Keep my heart intentional. And so be intentional. Don't be around the bush. And just be upfront. Not weird and awkward. <laughs> right? Learn some social skills or watch some videos about marriage. Amen. To know yes. how to produce. Yeah, yeah, I've been watching videos about marriage. Um, Jimmy Evans from like I was 14, 15 years old. Right? And so I've learned some of those things. So get educated. and then And then you can step into it. Yeah, so Father, we just thank you for every person that is mm-hmm. listening today and that has marriage in their heart or mm-hmm. that's pursuing a relationship or thinking about it right now. Mm-hmm. And I just release grace on yeah. their journey to empower them to step into the story that you have written for them mm-hmm. since before the beginning of time, God. And I ask that even in this time, you would begin to encourage them and remind them of your love that you are their first love and mm-hmm. that they can trust you yeah. with the mystery. They can trust you with the pieces that they don't yet have and knowing that you are orchestrating their future. You're orchestrating the special person that you have for them. Yes. And for those that yeah. are already in a relationship and are perhaps struggling, yeah. God, I ask that you would release the keys of yes. wisdom and revelation Jesus. that they need to unlock the things that you have in your heart for that relationship or the the wisdom that yes. they need if that relationship is not for them, Lord. And so I thank you and I ask, Lord, that you would bless each and every person that's listening today. Well, thank you so much for taking time. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, this is good. It's been wonderful. I feel like we could do... I don't know, several more hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I hope you guys have enjoyed it as well uh, and that these words have been encouraging to you. And I do ask that you would not just go, oh, that was entertaining, but that you would actually allow the Lord to penetrate your heart with yes. whatever he had yeah. for you from them sharing their story. So thank you for joining us for this special episode. We appreciate it. Blessings to all of you. Like. Subscribe Subscribe. and share. (laughs) (laughs) If you enjoyed this podcast, you can share it below and subscribe to the channel. You can also find Nicole Van Gelder on social media or through her website in the show credits. Thanks again for choosing Happily Ever After. See you next time.